Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hap- Thank you. You know what I think it is? Good hair, good body. Um, my sister, she has a vanity and it has amazing lighting. And I think that that is really helping, you know, with, with the view. <laughs> but let's get started for real. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy almost 2020, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. This is my um, nightly live broadcast that I have where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Hi, Seedbox Digital. And we are closing out 2019 strong. We're doing a, the last, ep- the literal last episode of 2019 because it is the last day. And I wanted to end it with you guys. Um, so yes, if you are, are wondering who I am, if you're watching this later, because I think everybody who's watching right now, you know, is a regular. Um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help entrepreneurs like yourself or creatives who want to make money from their creations, I help you get your business paperwork set up. So if you need help with things like getting an EIN number, having contracts, um, brand protection, hiring employees properly, registering your business with the state, I help you do all of that. And if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of that, I'm so happy you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 13, we're about to go into 14 years and counting. Um, I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, education, the law, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it in business, there are just some concepts that you're going to need to know. There's no way around it. And that's where I come in. If you are interested in any of my services or my products, please go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. One of the things you can get there um, is my business launch cheat sheet uh, that will help you get your business um, idea started in seven days or less. And it's also the way to get on my email list so that you are a part of the invitation that is happening tomorrow at noon. Um, and I'm going to go more into that later, but, um, let's get to the show. Uh, you guys are, you know, you guys are veterans here. You know how the show works. This is a conversation. I post stories. We pull out the lessons and we talk about it. We discuss it, we chew it over. Last night we had some really great discussion on some things. Um, and uh, actually, Seedbox Digital and Sincere39, make sure that you DM me to remind me about your sessions because I will forget, okay? Um, but we are going to get started so that you guys can get on with your night. Um, I'm sure y'all have New Year's Eve plans. My New Year's Eve plans are to be in my bed. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yes, so let's get started, okay? So first story that we are talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if you have ever shopped, if you have ever bought anything from 7-Eleven, give me a seven in the comments. If you have ever walked into, walked by, seen a sign for 7-Eleven, give me a seven in the comments, okay? And uh, after you do that, if you have ever heard of Quickie Mart, give me a hue. And I'm going to tell you why it's a Q in a minute. Thank you for the seven seed box digital. Hello, Vgatling. Thank you for joining us. Um, 
Yes, thank you for the Q Seed Box Digital. Okay. Um, yes, MJ, thank you for the seven. All right, this is why I'm asking y'all about if you've ever come across a 7-Eleven. Thank you, Sincere39, for the cue. So if you um, looked in my stories today, I posted a photo, and um, it said, thank you for the cue, MJ, and it said, um, you know, I, I asked a question. I said, what does this, uh, what convenience store chain does this remind you of? And what it was, was it said Quickie Mart, and it had, it was, had green, green stripes and red stripes. And I got two responses. I had one from Sincere39 and one from Miss Whitney, and they both said 7-Eleven. And I was like, yes, right? So here's why I posted that picture. There is um, a company that owns a series of uh, convenience stores in North Bend, Oregon, and they are called Quickie Marts. Q-U-I-C-K-E hyphen M-A-R-T. Here's the problem. When they designed their sign logos, they made them, uh, they kind of designed them to the point that they looked very similar to the 7-Eleven logo. 7-Eleven's logo is three stripes, so the three color mark has the central green stripe flanked by an orange and a red stripe, right? Hi, Niara Love. Quickie Mart, when they did their uh, when they did their sign, it was a green stripe between two red stripes, right? And then their name was in the middle. Um, now, excuse me. Seven Eleven is suing Quickie Mart for trademark infringement because Seven Eleven has a trademark on that stripe design. Um, they have had a trademark on 7-Eleven since 2009, and they've had a trademark on the stripes since 2016, right? Not only that, this Oregon convenience store chain that is named Quickie Mart, um, they are also infringing on a deal that 7-Eleven had with the Simpsons. So if you've ever, if you have watched The Simpsons, give me an S in the comments. I love The Simpsons. You know, I still watch the reruns. But if you have ever watched The Simpsons, you know that there is a, a convenience store in there that is called Quickie Bar. And some years ago, 7-Eleven and, um, the, and the, the people who created The Simpsons, they had a collaboration. And um, thank you for the SC Box Digital. And a 7-Eleven briefly changed all of the signs of 7-Eleven to Quickie Mart. K-W-I-K-E Mart, right? So not only is 7-Eleven saying, hey, Quickie Mart in North Bend, Oregon, you are, you are, you know, infringing on our trademarked stripes, but you are also infringing on the deal that we had with the Simpsons. Like, that is a big deal, Right? So uh, I kind of, I tried to do some research on this store and the company. Apparently, they don't have any trademarks filed. They never tried to file any trademarks for the names or the designs, right? But they just basically ripped off the designs, right? And the reason why I brought this case to you guys is to help you understand that you can't, just because you're not trying to trademark something, doesn't mean that you can use it. Yeah, they they changed the spelling a little bit of Quickie Mart, but your design is so similar to 7-Eleven that I think it could possibly be confused for a 7-Eleven. So for those of you who um, saw the sign in my stories um, that I put in there, 
I want to know what do you think? Do you think that Quickie Mart was just being lazy and copied 7-Eleven? Or do you think that there is enough difference between the 7-Eleven sign and the Quickie Mart sign that there won't be confusion? Because as we know, that is the that is the problem with infringing on trademarks, is that there will be confusion in the marketplace and people will think that one brand is actually another. So if um so if you saw a store that said Quickie Mart and it had the same stripes as 7-Eleven, would you think that they were affiliated with 7-Eleven? I want to know from you guys as an audience. Um, Sincere39 said it was very lazy. Yeah, like they just, they didn't even try. They really didn't even try, in my opinion. Now, some of you may think differently. Seedbox Digital agrees with Sincere. Um, but it's like you can't, while you cannot... Um, claim ownership. Well, actually, no, that's not, um, scratch that. If someone has a design that is protected, just because you don't plan on trademarking it doesn't mean that you can then use it. It is still a trademarked, um, design, name, whatever, and it belongs to them. Hello, Trap Guru Inc. Thank you for joining us. Happy almost new year. So, um, I'm pretty sure this North Bend Oregon chain is going to um, have to either pony up some money or change all their signs. But what do you guys think they could have done? Let's say they wanted to keep the stripes. What do you think they could have done to make their signs at least tolerably different from 7-Eleven? Even if they wanted to keep this stripe design, what do you think they could have done? Hi, Big Bad Orleans. Good hair, good body said they may not have trademarked the logo because they may have known the connection owners. Very true. That may that may be another reason. They were like, you know, we know we are in the wrong already, so we're not trying to, you know, cause any big smoke. So we're just gonna try and lay low. Unfortunately, 7-Eleven is everywhere. Can like I don't think there is one state in the United States where there isn't a 7-Eleven. Um, Sincere39 said they could have had different colors. Absolutely. Different colors could have made a big difference. There are how many colors in the rainbow? You had to pick the same ones that 7-Eleven uses? Come on. Um, what else do you think they could have done? Now, um, not just the colors. Think about the name, Quickie Mart, right? No, it's not spelled the same way as, hi, shop best on the yard. It's not spelled the same way as the one in The Simpsons, but it's still, when you hear it, when I hear Quickie Mart, immediately what pops into my head is Apu, the, um, the convenience store owner, right? <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. So uh, the owners of this Quickie Mart, uh, the, 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 own, the company that owns it is actually called Sangha Investments, LLC. Uh, they were just being lazy and they thought they were going to get away with using 7-Eleven's mark. And 7-Eleven is like, uh-uh, girl, no, that's ours. So just a cautionary tale, you're never too small. You're never too small. Seedbox Digital said there are 11 logo types. They had choices. Oh, see, but I'm, uh, you meant seven. There are seven logo types. They had to, Ooh, okay. You know what? We, um, we definitely have to do this collaboration so we can talk about the different logo types. I think that would be a bomb collaboration. So look out for that in 2020 y'all me and Seabox digital are going to be on here talking about logos. Um, good hair, good body said they could have changed the name completely to quick mark. Absolutely. They could have done that. Um, yes, girl, we're going to do that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to email you. 
Um, so good luck, Quickie Mart. I'm pretty sure you're going to have to change something, at least the design of your signs. Um, okay. And while uh, we are transitioning to our next story, I want to remind you guys, if you are not on my email list already, get on it because there is an email going out tomorrow. It is an invitation to a party that I want y'all to come to. It is completely free to attend. So make sure you're on my email list. Okay. The way that you do that is you go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Download the free business launch cheat sheet that will put you on my email list so that you will get on, um, get that email and you need to do it before noon tomorrow because that's when the email is going out. Okay. <clears throat> good hair, good body said they could have changed the direction and color of the shirt. Right. You could have had horizontal stripes. No, not horizontal. Horizontal is this one. You could have had vertical stripes, whatever. You just literally took the 7-Eleven name out and stuck yours on it. <laughs> <laughs> they were being totally lazy um all right so let's move on to uh, our next story um does anybody here collect trading cards if anybody here collects trading cards please give me a t in the comments or if you have ever collected trading cards in the past what is that um if you have ever, if you collect trading cards currently or you have ever collected trading cards in the past, um, give me a T in the comments. When I was in grade school, um, I bought like a pack of baseball cards and I remember I had like a Bo Jackson card in it and um, a couple of other baseball players that I can't remember. I don't even know why I bought it. I wasn't even into baseball. I just thought it was cool. Um, Seedbox Digital said, I used to have baseball cards as a kid. Right, okay, and we know what baseball cards look like, um, the, or trading cards in general. They have, you know, a sports player's name on them, you know, and their number, maybe have their stats and things like that. Well, there is a company called Panini America, and they are a trading card company. That is what they do. Um, so they filed a lawsuit on Christmas Eve. So this goes to show you that the law don't care about your holidays. Um, they filed a lawsuit on Christmas Eve against a man named Rocco Tanaglia. Um, and they specifically filed suit against him for trademark infringement uh, because he was making his own trading cards and selling them on eBay. Here's the problem. He was, um, they have a trademarked phrase called rated rookie, right? And this guy, Rocco Tanaglia was using rated rookie on these, on these trading cards that he was selling. In particular, he had a card of Zion Williamson and Panini America has an agreement with Zion Williamson. If you don't know who Zion Williamson is, he is, um, a football player. He was signed to the Saints, I believe. And he, uh, we actually did a story about him a few months ago because he wanted, he tried to trademark or he did trade, file a trademark application for a phrase, let's dance. And, but he had filed on, on the same day, the team that he got drafted to filed a trademark for the same phrase. Now the, the team eventually dropped the trademark application, um, 
And I can't remember if he won or lost, but either way, Zion Williamson, um, you know, he's a hot commodity out here. He's a rookie football player and Panini America had uh, an arrangement with him, an agreement, a deal where they would sell trading cards of Zion Williamson and they said rated rookie on, oh, basketball, my fault. Sorry. Obviously I'm not good at sports. (laughs) Okay. Now, this is not the first person that uh, Panini America has filed suit against. They have sued a company called Collector's Vault, a man named Chad Wing, and another man named Jamie Nucero. So Rocco Tanaglia is not the first person that they have filed suit against for trademark infringement. Um, Now, here's the thing. Rocco is selling these cards on eBay and he's selling them for about $2.50 a pop, $2.50 a pop. And if you buy four or more trading cards, he lowers the price to $1.50 a card, right? Um, He's selling it on eBay under the account R-O-C-C-O-10. So Rocco 10, but apparently he has multiple accounts as well. So Panini America finds out that Rocco is selling these trading cards with rated rookie on them and with Zion Williamson's face, and they asked him to stop. Um, and he he stopped selling it on the Rocco 10. Hi, Lissanestra. He stopped selling it on the Rocco 10 um, account, but apparently he has multiple accounts and was still selling it on those, right? So Panini America, they want to preserve their deal with Zion Williamson. They are the ones who have the deal with him to put his name on trading cards and have that rated rookie um, phrase on the cards. And this guy, Rocco, is out here selling them on eBay for $2.50 a pop. Now, while, yes, we talked about this yesterday, it is your duty as a trademark owner to protect your mark and make sure that it doesn't become generic. So they are well within their rights to come after this man. But my thought when I was reading this article was that he's selling these cards at 250 a pop. How many of these cards, um, uh, hold on, Seedbox Digital has a question. Seedbox Digital asks, can they block that dude's IP address? I don't think that's legal. I don't, I feel like you would have to be committing like major cyber crimes for your IP address to be blocked. But then again, I'm not in, in, you know, uh, tech, whatever. So I don't know how that works. Um, but I, I feel like that would be a little bit extreme. Um, and also he has multiple accounts, so he could probably just like open up another account somewhere else. All right. So going back to what I was saying, um, when I was reading this, I was like, yes, they're well within their rights to protect their, um, their, their, their name, but is, do you think that they're going to be able to get money from this guy who's selling these trading cards at $2 and 50 cents a pop? Seabox Digital said maybe eBay can do it if they own the platform. eBay can, eBay can do it. But the thing is these platforms, just like Etsy, Etsy will shut a store down if someone complains about trademark or copyright infringement, but that's the thing. You have to let them know first and you have to, and you know, and they can shut one down. But if you set up another one and you don't know about that, Etsy is not going to go looking for trademark and copyright infringement. Just like eBay is not going to go looking for trademark and copyright infringement. We had a case earlier this year of a woman who was sued by Michael Kors for selling Michael Kors phone cases, right? And she had multiple accounts on eBay. Um, 
and you know, Michael Kors, they were trying to shut her down, but it's like, if you keep opening stores, like eBay is just kind of like the house, right? You can, you can rearrange the house. You can tell somebody to fix the house, but the house itself isn't going to do anything. So, um, that, that's why it's a little hard to keep up with these things because these platforms are not going out there, you know, actively searching for these trademarks. That's why a lot of big brands don't want to partner with Amazon because there's so much counterfeiting going on and Amazon is not going to do the work to shut down the counterfeiters, right? Um, yeah. So Panini America is going after Rocco to not, come on, come on. Mommy, I'm on the internet. Sorry guys. My mom was calling me. Um, but yeah, so Rocco Tanaglia, he's only selling these cards at $250 a pop. Do you think that Panini America is going to be able to get any money from this man? How much money do you think he's making off of these trading cards of Zion Williamson? What do you guys think? What do you think? Mm, 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 mm. Like for me, I, I'm totally for them defending their name. But the pro the issue for me is like, is it worth, wow. The problem for me is, is it worth the money to go after this man who's, who's selling these cards at $250 a pop? Seedbox Digital said they won't get any money. Right, they won't get any money. So the best that they can probably hope for is just to keep this guy from selling these cards. But if he's hopping from account to account to account, who's going to be able to keep track of him, you know? Um, and that's where it gets tricky, particularly when you're doing these things on the internet, when you have these platforms where you can kind of be anonymous and it's, it, it is getting harder these days to protect your brand, which is why you need to protect early and often. So if you find it out later, you have that standing. Okay. All right. Um, yes. So watch out for, uh, fake Zion Williamson trading cards if you're into that. Okay. And we are actually close to the end of our stories. We only have one more. Um, want to remind you guys, download the Business Launch Cheat Sheet so you can get on the email list to get the invitation for tomorrow for my party that's happening in January. Um, and I'm going to talk about that as soon as we are done with this case. All right. So last case that we are talking about. Does anybody here still eat at KFC? <laughs> if you have eaten... If you have ever eaten at KFC, if you know what KFC is, uh, if you still eat at KFC, give me a K in the comments, okay? And I'm going to tell you why I'm asking that. So KFC is being sued for trademark infringement. Um, <laughs> Seabox Digital said, don't tell nobody, <laughs> Apparently, see, Box Doodle see, still eats KFC. Sincere Thirty Nine gave me a drumstick. Okay, so I, so you you still eat KFC? All right. I haven't had KFC in a while. While I used to sweat KFC, I used to think it was like you know so tasty, mm -mm -mm. but it just it does not settle in my stomach. Well, I cannot have KFC anymore. I can't even have Popeyes anymore, y'all. Like the 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 fast food chicken does not agree with me anymore. But um. That aside, whatever. That's something else for another day. Anyway, KFC is being sued for trademark infringement by a um, 
a restaurant, uh, a restauranter in, out in what state is this? Uh, in Idaho, yes. Oh, MJ Jackson doesn't eat out at all. Wow, you're really good. How do you manage that? Um, since the other night said, yeah, it's not agreeable. Anyway, so there is a company named Triple T Enterprises out in Idaho, and they own a chain of restaurants called Smoky Mountain Pizzeria Grill, and they have a trademark on Smoky Mountain Barbecue. This trademark, it was established in 1992, and it is, um, and in terms of what categories they have this trademark for, they have it for barbecue sauces, sandwiches, and um, other foods that are sold at their restaurants, right? So if you see Smoky Mountain Barbecue, that is Triple T Enterprises' uh, trademark. Here's the problem. If you've eaten at KFC recently, you may have seen them come out with or at least if you if you went to KFC in 2018, they came out with something called Smoky Mountain Barbecue Chicken. Um, and this was in direct, you know, competition with this Idaho chain. Now think about it. KFC is a nationwide chain. This chain, and while um, T, Triple T Enterprises, yes, they have multiple locations. They're still located in one state. So it is very possible that KFC, if this Triple T Enterprises in Idaho doesn't protect their brand, KFC could overrun them and, you know, make that phrase their own if Triple T doesn't defend it. So Triple T has filed suit in, um, in federal court against KFC because they do have nine federal trademarks for Smoky Mountain Barbecue. Um, so if you are ever in the uh, Idaho area, go check out Smoky Mountain Pizzeria Grill and I guess, you know, eat some Smoky Mountain barbecue. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens if, if KFC is trying to claim that, you know, it's a generic term or they didn't know. But do you think that KFC didn't know? Do you think that, the, that you know, they're legal? Do you think that they didn't know? Do you think that they just didn't do research? Or do you think that they knew and they just thought that they could get away with it because they were a big company? Because that happens sometimes. Big companies that have a lot of money to throw around, sometimes they will just try and get away with stuff because they know that smaller companies don't have the money to defend the, uh, to defend their name. So what do you think happened here? Was KFC being lazy or were they being malicious? What do you, I want y'all to vote. Seedbox Digital said it's possible they know. Okay. Um, I have I personally think that KFC was being malicious. You are a nationwide chain. You have sued other businesses for you know infringing on your trademark, right? Seedbox Digital said they pay millions of dollars for market research. Sincere 39 said they probably didn't know. I'm more lean on on the um and while it is possible that they didn't know, I feel like a, a nationwide, probably worldwide, or actually worldwide, because KFC is in other countries, of as big a company as KFC is, you probably have an entire legal department. Um, listen, Listenestra said, isn't a search done? And that's what I'm saying. You probably have an entire legal department and a trademark section. Their job is to make sure that you guys are in compliance. So what happened? Who dropped the ball here? Or was it just a case of, we don't care? Sincere39 said, who goes to Idaho? 
Okay, so Sincere39 said, who goes to Idaho? Um, I don't know. I My connection is really... Okay, sorry guys. The connection is not that great today, um, but we're going to make it work. <coughs> yes. Um, I don't know who goes to Idaho, but they still have the right to defend their mark. Seedbox Sigil said, uh, um, strength, weakness, opposition opportunity and threats analysis too, a SWOT analysis. Sincere39 said, KFC is big in China. People have their weddings there. Excuse me? Let me tell you something. If I get married and my husband wants to have a wedding at KFC, we ain't getting married. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so see, like Seedbox, Facebook, my Instagram is acting up. Like Seedbox is saying, um, you know, these companies, they pay millions of dollars to, to do market research and all this stuff. You couldn't pay somebody to do a trademark search. Lissanestra said, I rode my motorcycle through Idaho. Okay, cool. Um, everybody's laughing at me. I'm serious, girl. Don't come at me trying to get married in a chicken spot. Mm-mm. Um, yes. So, KFC, I personally would say a shame on you because you were either lazy and didn't do your research, with, and it's very lazy because you have millions of dollars, or you were just being uh, um, malicious and felt like because you have all this money, even if this company sues you, you have the money to keep it going, and maybe they don't. So, we're going to wait and see what happens with KFC and Triple T Enterprises. I hope that Triple T wins. Um... You know, and uh, you know, and gets and gets some money from KFC because personally, I think they did it on purpose. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? Some of you think it was by accident. Some of you might think it was on purpose. Um, Listenestra Sincere Thirty Nine wants to know if you ride cross country. Um, y'all bikers, y'all can have it. I like four doors and a roof. Can't do that. Listen, Esther said, I hope they win too. Yes. So the, all the cases that we had today uh, were pretty pretty straightforward. And it, it, a lot of them were just a case of laziness. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let laziness get you caught out here in these trademark streets because companies are not playing. And don't let laziness get you caught out here in letting somebody else take your name. If you have a brand that you are trying to protect, yes, ma'am, four doors and a roof, that you are trying to protect, you you have a trademark, you need to protect it. Don't let somebody take your brand and hijack it. Um, Sincere39, I have been on a motorcycle a few times. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I, need, I need a fence of protection around me of metal. <laughs> yes. Um, so those are the stories that we had today. Um, I, I wanted to uh, just do a quick Q&A with you guys. If you have any questions for the end of 2019, this is our last broadcast, guys, um, till next year. <laughs> I ain't getting on the bike, Sincere. I'm not getting on it. You, mm -mm, you need a four-door sedan or better. <laughs> but um, yes. So if you have any questions before we close out for 2019, please drop them here. Also, I want to remind you guys, I'm having a vision board party on January 19th. It is a it is a virtual vision board party. We are going to be up on here. I don't eat crabs since they're there now. I don't eat anything that lives in the water.
Um, yes. Yeah, so January 19th, um, at 5 PM Eastern standard time, we are having a virtual, uh, vision board party. If you want an invitation, go get on my email list, download the free business launch cheat sheet. The invitations are going out at noon tomorrow. It's going to tell you everything that you need, everything that we're going to do. Yes. Latanya Williams, a hedge of protection around me. Um, but yes, get on the invite list for the virtual uh, vision board party. We are going to um, celebrate our achievements. We are going to toast wine to your achievements for 2019. We are going to set goals for 2020. We are going to come up with concrete plans. We're going to come up with affirmations that we are going to say to ourselves to keep us motivated. We're going to design our boards. We're going to share our boards with each other. So it's going to be a great time. I want all of you to join me. Invite your friends. I would love to have as many people as possible at this virtual vision board party. So get on the email list, um, download the free business launch cheat sheet, and you will get the, uh, the email that is coming out at noon tomorrow with all of the directions and what you need to participate. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I love vision boards. Um, I have vision boards all over uh, my space at home. I have one for, hold on, my Instagram paused again. I have a vision board for uh, my business. I have a vision board, Instagram. What is, I have a vision board for, what is going on with Instagram? Yeah, so I have multiple vision boards. I have one for business, I have one for my personal life, and I have one um, just for my edification, you know, just to, to, to give me pick-me-ups. And I have like signs all over my room. If y'all have ever watched Being Mary Jane, you know, she has like the sticky notes all over the mirror, I'm kind of like that with vision boards all over my room, okay? So I'm very excited about this vision board party. I threw a vision board party a couple of years ago in person with some friends of mine, and it was super fun. So I'm really excited to do this virtual one. So get on the email list. Join me. It's, it's totally free to come. You just got to come with, you know, goals and achievements and wanting to, you know, set intentions for 2020. The top of the year is a great time to set your intentions for, you know, the, the way the year is going to go, you write it down, you make it plain, all right? So come join me on January 19th. Let's get our vision boards together and set, you know, get focused for 2020, all right? So that is all that I have for you guys today. We're actually a little bit over time that I wanted to be, but, you know, I love hanging out with you guys. Again, I want to tell you guys Happy New Year. Um, if you are going out, be safe. Uh, if you are staying home, solidarity. I'm about to hop into bed myself. Um, and I will see you next year. <laughs> Bye guys. Happy new year.